and welcome to Unleash Your Creative Magic. It's absolutely amazing to have you here. I'm your host, Helen Pfeiffer, a published writer of 17 crime novels, both traditionally and indie published. And I'm here to talk to you about the magic of writing, unleashing your creativity and how to set yourself free from being stuck inside the writer's closet. I'd like to share my journey with you from that initial idea for a book to where I am now and all the very messy stuff in between, the highs, the lows and the fuck me this is impossible moments. I hope that somewhere along the way this podcast might be of some use to you. You might even find some inspiration lurking in here. So grab yourself a coffee and come and join me on the writer's couch as we dive right into living your best creative life. And welcome back to Unleash Our Creative Magic. I'm Helen Pfeiffer, a best-selling crime writer of 20 novels, and I'm here to share my tips and advice with you to help you get started, or at least to try and inspire you to write your own stories. This week, I'm going to talk about what makes a story really stand out and takes it from mediocre to outstanding, or at least I think so. I don't even know where to begin with what's going on in the world. It's so sad and scary. So we'll concentrate on what we can focus on and be in control of, ourselves and our writing journeys. Now, my structural edits, I can never say that word, have gone back, and I'm waiting on my copy edits. Unless I've made a complete mess of the structural ones, then they'll come back again. And one can only hope I didn't. So I've started plotting my next Morgan Brooks story. Hooray! And giving myself a clap. (laughs) I also attended a post-mortem live event in Blackpool, which was totally fascinating. And absolutely amazing research for my stories. Because I do love a good old forensic pathologist. And I do love a bit of extreme research, as you will know if you're a long-time listener. But getting to this week's topic, how to make your story great. I've been thinking about it, because I do an awful lot of thinking when I really should be writing. And I kind of hope it all contributes to the stories in the end, because I'm always striving to make them better. I want to make sure that my reader is satisfied, and understanding the key elements of the whole story is one way to do this. Now, I have a list of what I think it needs that I scribbled down. Excuse me. But I did Google it just to see what else there is. And between me and the almighty Google, here's a list that I came up with. Number one, make it dramatic. You can add conflict, tension, mystery, surprise, heartbreak, sadness, trauma, love. Is that everything? I'm sure there are many more strands than this, but that's it off the top of my head. These are some of the key elements of great storytelling. Throughout my first four Morgan Brooks stories, I had a will-they-won't-they get-together, a bit of friction between my two main characters, which caused some nice tension. And I will admit it did drive some of my readers mad, which I did feel bad about, but I'm happy to say they finally got it on in book five, much to my relief. It doesn't always have to be shocking drama as well, although if you can add that, it will work brilliantly. But subtle drama can work just as well. Number two, create believable, memorable characters. This is a biggie. If you can create characters that your readers can identify with, then you're on to a winner. There is no doubt about it. Give them flaws, make them human, like me and you. The more authentic they are, the more your readers will love them. And take them to heart. Ben Matthews is widowed and hasn't been looking after himself since his wife's death. 
but he's a dedicated leader of his team of detectives and he mucks in at crime scenes. He's loyal, I think I've already said that, and protective over his team and the victims and works tirelessly to solve crimes. And readers love him because he's tough yet vulnerable and madly in love with Morgan Brooks. But up to book five, he's not wanted to make a move and kept their relationship strictly professional. Morgan Brooks is young, tough and loyal, puts the victims first and will do anything to find a killer. Now, she's not your conventional detective. She's a bit of a goth, tattooed and lives in her Doc Martens. And readers can identify with her because she is a little different. By giving your characters a distinctive appearance, they'll stay in your readers' minds much longer than just giving them a generic description of blonde hair and blue eyes. Give your characters flaws as well, goals and strengths that help them to come to life in your readers' imaginations. Number three, another way to make your story great, make the beginning count, like really count. And how can you do this? Let's see. A good beginning will make your reader ask questions. Why has this man taken this victim and tied her to a tree in the middle of a forest? What is he got to do with her? Why did he choose her? It will let your reader know that they are depending upon your genre, of course, are about to go on an adventure. Now, my books lead them on a pulse-racing, heart-stopping, nail-biting, terrible journey of cat and mouse to find the clues and catch the killer. This is where you get to introduce your main characters, that your readers are going to know and hopefully love by the end of the book, except for maybe the psychopaths. We don't want them to love them, or do we? Not really. We don't mind if they find them interesting or appealing and memorable is probably good as well. And there are ways to introduce your characters. To improve your beginning, you could start with your character at a pivotal moment, launch them right into the conflict or drama and throw them straight in, right at the deep end. That way your reader is also thrown in with them and hopefully they'll care enough about what's happening to keep on reading. If you start with some kind of excitement or emotion, then you're drawing them in and hooking your reader early on is an excellent way to start any story. You can use prose to your advantage as well. If you want to up the pace and make a tense situation really tense, then make your sentences short and you can do this with your chapters. I find writing shorter, snappier chapters for my crime thrillers really works well to keep my readers turning the pages. They know that it won't take forever to get to the next bit and will tell themselves just one more chapter before work, bed or the school room. Now, don't give up in the middle part. I've lost count of what number I'm on. (laughs) I think this might be number four. You've written your great beginning. Don't let the middle part sink. It's hard and I'm the first to hold my hand up and say, Christ, where is this story going and what the fuck was I thinking? I'm never going to get past 40,000 words. But there are measures you can take to keep the pace from slacking off in the middle. You can bring in a new character or kill an old one and I know this is a terrible way to do it. But if it keeps the reader reading, then sometimes a writer's got to do what a writer's got to do. You get my drift. You could add in a subplot or raise the stakes for your characters, making things difficult or seem as if they're going in circles and not getting anywhere. My favourite is to bump someone off though, and then I have to begin a whole new investigation running alongside the initial one at the beginning. And it's not easy, it can be difficult and confusing to make it work, but this is where your post-it notes are a big help. You can reveal what's making your character so determined to do the right thing, because a bit of a backstory can be a really good thing if used well. 
So using a subplot, what this is number five, by the way, what exactly is a subplot? Well, it's a secondary plot that runs parallel to the main plot, but ties in with it all. And it can't just be something that has no meaning to the overall story either, because that's just wasting yours and your reader's time. You have to make it count. It has to be relevant and all make sense at the end. A subplot is a good way to learn about your character's backstory. And a good subplot can add thematic depth and sounds important, right? I'm sure it is. But basically, it can tie in if you have a theme running through your story. But not all stories have themes. It's totally dependent on how you write. It can reveal your character's traits. It can show the story from a different point of view. And one way I do this is to sometimes write chapters of my stories from the killer's view. So we get to see what's in his head and why he's one sick fucker. A subplot can also test your protagonist and push them further towards the breaking point and that dark night of the soul that they have to come back from in order to beat the baddie, save the day, win back their lover, you know, that kind of thing. By using subplots as long as they're relevant, your readers will feel more empathy and understanding towards your characters. Trust me, they really work. Stephen King uses themes, talking about themes, like good against evil or loss of innocence, which is something we both have in common because my books all seem to have the theme of good against evil. Now, going back to conflict, it really is a great way to improve your story. We all love a bit of conflict, don't we? We all love a bit of drama. And ways you can do this is by having your characters clash. In my Morgan Brooks series, Morgan and her colleague Des have clashing personalities. He's always scared she's got to drag him into some disaster that is dangerous and she gets annoyed with him because he's a bit of a wuss and lazy when it comes to the job of hunting down serial killers. I kind of love Morgan's enthusiasm, but I also get Desi's reluctance to throw himself in front of a moving bus, whereas she's far more reckless and probably would if she had to. And conflict doesn't have to be about violence all the time. It can, Like I said above, it can just be a clash of characters. You can also add tension, by the way. Your characters relate to each other. And if you have two who both like each other and have a bit of a will-they-won't-they to get it on, this is the perfect example of adding tension. And then I do get a fair few complaints about using this, but it keeps them reading the pages because they want to know, for the love of God, will they ever get it on? Your characters can have internal conflict. Do they feel as if they're not good enough or not happy with themselves? You can give them major hang-ups that they worry about. Maybe your characters have an external conflict to deal with. There's a natural disaster impending. A hurricane could be coming and they need to save the village pub or they have to battle to save themselves or others. There could be a mad killer on the loose who needs stopping before they kill again, which is my all-time favourite. Phew, that was a lot of information, wasn't it? But all of the above are really what helps to bring your story to life. Oh, I almost forgot, I should have mentioned earlier, I'm running an in-person workshop on the 2nd of April at the Holiday Inn in Barrow. So if you fancy spending three lovely hours with me, whilst we work on the six steps you need to take to get your book written, it would be amazing to see you. And if you head over to my website, www.helenpfeiffer.com, you can buy tickets. They're priced at £45 for the workshop, and it includes unlimited tea and coffee. What else could you ask for? So that's it for me for this week. Thanks for listening, and whatever you're doing, take care and get writing. If you'd like to check out my credentials to see if I know what I'm talking about, 
then head over to my Amazon page. And if you'd like to join a community of like-minded creatives, then head over to the Unleash Your Creative Magic Facebook group. I'll paste the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I honestly can't wait to speak to you in the next episode, where I'll dive into the process of how I wrote my first book. Until next time, take care.